Drone Talks is an online platform to spread ideas and to educate in the drone ecosystem. At Drone Talks, we discuss technology, regulatory, business, and ecosystem topics openly with industry leaders to enable and foster innovation for a better future. Hi, everyone. I'm Esther Kovac, CEO and founder of Drone Talks. Today, I'm talking with Parimal Kopardekal PK from the NASA. He is the director of the Drones Autonomous Airspace Operation and Supplier Chain Department. Thanks, PK, for talking with us today. Yeah, thank you, Esther, for having me on the Drone Talk. Great. So uh, my first question is that, you know, as my good friend Lorenzo always says that NASA is 10 years ahead of us. And NASA um, is in the future in 10 years. So I was just wondering, in my perspective, your work on UTM proves that. So what is it that interests you these days? Yeah, that's a great question. What interests me these days is how the entire transportation and society could change as a result of quieter aircraft, electric propulsion, and drones where these type of new vehicles can go into deeper areas, localities and regions where the aviation hasn't reached before. If that starts to happen, we can see and imagine a completely transformation of the society. You could have less dependence on new roads and new metros and such instead of having businesses locating right next to metro stops or road exits, uh, you might actually be able to locate the businesses where they make sense or have living spaces where they are much more integrated with greener living. So on one hand, you can see businesses thrive in the habitat they naturally ought to be uh, rather than congesting and coming together in the central business district all the time, but you could be spreading this out and you could have living spaces where you want to live and then commute uh, through air uh, for goods and services as well as the passengers. And that totally transforms the, the cities and urban airspaces and rural uh, geographies where transportation now is ubiquitous and you get access to transportation at will uh, pretty much and, and, and allow you to have much better lifestyle. And that's really empowering you know, to see the society could change uh, for better in the future. I cannot agree more, PK. And you know, I always loved listening to you and I'm, I'm, I should admit that I'm a big fan of your uh, speeches. And I always find you really honest and um, and, you know, one of the toughest questions is that what blocks us? Uh, what is the number one roadblocker that is preventing a true modernization and digitalization of the airspace? How do you see that? Yeah, so if you want to go to the future, you have a number of things we are working on and the barriers that exist today. Some of them are uh, likely to be overcome uh, sooner. So electric distributed electric propulsion, some level of automated systems either on the aircraft and on the air traffic management or both in a much more tightly integrated fashion. And then 
the other parts is that making sure that the aircraft are capable of operating in urban or areas where people will accept them in terms of the noise in terms of its safety in terms of its reliability and such so we are looking at these current barriers which is to making sure that these are quieter safer uh, much cheaper to manage and handle and these aircraft as well as having the infrastructure in place so to enable the scale of these operations that is likely to happen i don't necessarily know about 10 years but it's certainly that's the future where you could be seeing much more uh, scale uh, scaled operations and that would require overhead ports and such so now you know you can imagine that instead of bre- creating a new road building new road or metro you could actually have vertical ports and this old way of saying one mile of road takes you only one mile but one mile of aviation land can take you anywhere and that's the power we want to unleash you know with this future and uh, these barriers that we talked about in terms of the electric propulsion of the and the battery that will get you uh, farther we want to make sure that we have a scaled operation for air traffic management kind of support we want to make sure that it's safe we want to make sure that it's ubiquitous and affordable to everybody and not just for only select few as well as we have a supply chain ready to support the scaled manufacturing of these operations as well as maintenance in the areas where these will operate sounds really really interesting and um, i am uh, following up on the latest news regarding nasa and faa and i have seen a great concept for operation in the stratosphere uh, like um, distributed a few weeks ago if i remember well and uh, What is your take on the stratospheric flights? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I'll give you a little bit broader perspective. So when we started the uh, unmanned aircraft system traffic management was 400 feet and below, but its sense of UTM is cooperative digital intent sharing managed by exception service oriented architecture and services possibly provided by third parties. Now we would like to see that future basically cascade into all airspace over a long period of time. So how do you go about doing that? So first step was 400 feet and below which is where the UTM for small drones started. The next step is 60,000 feet and below stratospheric as you mentioned. The idea there is that we are having new getting new entrants the balloons possibly supersonic hypersonic and other unmanned aircraft system long endurance drones how do we manage them and they are heterogeneous there is no services primarily provided by any air navigation service provider so we feel the utm construct applies there again the cooperative nature the digital nature will facilitate support of these operations and we would like to see that grow there so that's where we are focused on as the second step we are also looking at urban air mobility expanding the utm paradigm uh to the urban air mobility and slowly to the other places so i'm really excited about the second wave of utm construct in that stratospheric operations uh, that will sh- help us demonstrate that we are able to scale this utm paradigm what we call as utm inspired air traffic management or airspace operations Wow that that sounds really like interesting and a huge step so i i'm just wondering 
what's your advice for the for the ecosystem player currently you know we have this COVID here and um you know w what would you advise to the companies to the startups uh, mostly if if i can ask a, a nice advice yeah three types of companies right one are the the vehicle or the platform manufacturers and then the second are the data providers so it could be whether it could be any other in geographical three-dimensional maps and such and the third are the service suppliers what we call in the utm is uss us service supplier or in the urban airspace air mobility we call provider of uh, services uh, so these these suppliers um, basically can offer services such as tracking and communication and and navigation flight planning support towards uh, strategic deconfliction and coordinating with other operators to make sure that you are strategically deconflicted many things like that so each each of this um, industry um, basically has huge potential in the future it does require some patience aviation doesn't move at the speed of electrons all the time you know you, you, we need to be patient the reason for that is that we need to make sure that it's completely safe system as we promote any opportunities to change so there is a balance of innovation and proving that it's safety but we you know we want to make sure that we continue to make progress and process but our goal in the government and other organization is to try to reduce that risk to the investors show the proof of concept that it works whether it's utm whether it's urban air mobility and it's got a promise whether stratospheric operations we want to demonstrate uh, through concept of operations development as you mentioned as well as doing some initial simulations and some flight tests to demonstrate that that construct has merit and once we do that then the venture capitalists and others are much more willing to to further their uh, investments and we have seen some great examples of that already utm is a uh, very well funded uh from from venture capitalists and now i mean it's making its way into the rulemaking so we're really happy to see that progress and similar things are likely to happen for the other examples we talked about urban air mobility as well as stratospheric operations that's a fantastic advice pk thank you and we talk about society acceptance and uh, you know i tell my mom i work work in the drone ecosystem and you know she can she just cannot imagine you know what what do i do what's happening here and if if i would need to explain to my mom what's what's the 10 next 10 years is about and in a society side what's what's the average person walking in in a streets london will experience uh, what do you think what can we do for society acceptance and also how it's going to affect on people life yeah i i think uh, people will get faster uh, access to deliveries faster uh, and more reliable information from the skies so you can imagine you know agriculture or you can imagine highway traffic monitoring you can imagine bridge inspection and cell phone tower inspection will be done 
those will reduce the total cost of operations for many industries drones will reduce that it will get you deliveries in a faster manner without having to cause inconvenience to you as well as it could change the way the distribution networks work because now the drones could actually bring it to you much more elegantly then in the future the urban air mobility advanced air mobility also could change the way uh, you live you can live where you want to be and have access to transportation in a much more easier way than what happens today so there are lots of ways it could change the 10 year might be too ambitious but i think the and it's not going to happen in in one shot it will be incremental slowly you will start to see applications of drones as well as advanced air mobility um starting at pockets of geographies and air space and then slowly kind of broaden its uh, coverage and impact so i see there is a great opportunity coming in uh, all over the place aviation being a safety conscious culture we will probably do crawl walk run so it will start in the low risk areas first and migrate towards the high risk areas except for the 60000 feet and up which is basically all uh, one homogeneous kind of place so uh, in in the based on the geography you will likely to see some nice changes coming up soon it's hard to pin down the exact year because a lot of parts have to work together there are many stakeholders as you can imagine there's of course the current aviation operators the security agencies there's uh, public interest all of those and and the businesses they all had to converge and that that has been happening and it you know and, and we will see some interesting use cases being adopted in the future thank you pk for the interview it was really a pleasure talking to you thank you esther thank you for having me on This podcast was brought to you by Drone Talks Online, a platform designed to spread ideas and educate in the drone ecosystem. Search for dronetalks.online to hear from more of our industry leaders and to find out how you can get involved.